You know what I'm drinking? I'm drinking uh, Turbo Force. What the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, <in Florida>? Alex Jones. <laughs> we got. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I've been uh, doing the jujitsu thing, man. So I I haven't been drinking that much because I get hungover and then I don't go. <laughs> but it's good. Yeah, it keeps I, you keeps you stop like you, I stopped drinking and doing a lot of uh, you know eating shitty and stuff because of that because the the workout is so intense that if you go there and you're all hungover, it really you just fucking die. How are you liking it? Good man. I actually got two stripes today which was like a big promotion i didn't expect to get um because i'm a white belt still but you get like stripes on your white belt um so yeah so i got two today which was cool i like it a lot man it's um definitely what the hell's a stripe though a stripe it's just a piece of tape it don't it don't mean anything it just means that if the more the more stripes you have the more advanced you are so how, you, how many you need to get to the next uh, belt? Oh. I don't know. I usually around three. Like there's a fundamentals group is where I am right now, just for, like for beginners. And then usually when you get around three stripes is what I have now. They move you to the advanced class and then yeah. you roll with the higher belts. But, um, you know, you got to take your time because they'll fuck you up. Uh, so it takes, I'll you know, it takes a ass. minute to. <laughs> yeah. It didn't beat your ass like I beat your ass in the kitchen that one day. Are you when you bit my arm, the chief son of a bitch. <laughs> We got a crazy. We should save this for for when we start. Uh, <laughs> I had teeth marks on my arm for. Uh, that, people, from what I've like heard people talk about, the second they start that shit, they they like love it. It definitely you get into a routine. I try to go three or four times a week. You know, I go um, during the day when I can because I work at night and. Uh, Definitely, man. It keeps you in a in a good routine. It like helps with breathe. It helps with a lot of shit. It helps with focus because you have to pay attention, and I'm not good with paying attention, so it helps like w- with a ton of shit. Um, so yeah, I mean, I still got, I'm still like in the bottom of the, you know, I have so much shit to learn. But what I've done so far, I definitely yeah, see improvements in my life. I'm just I doing mean, that. It's it's. I just seen a lot of things on on obviously listen to Rogan, but. A lot of motherfuckers fall in love with that shit. That's how I got involved with it, and that's how I got introduced to it. But I kind of wish I started that shit younger, you know, instead of uh, doing some of the the crazy shit that you know <laughs> that I did when I was younger, drinking and partying and stuff. If I got into that in like college and stuff, I I think I would have been like. I feel like this is a good conversation. You probably should start this fucker. Like this is a good conversation. Like if I was listening, I would want to listen to that. If I was listening to like a podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean. All right. Um, you the way with everything. We're going to follow you. All right. Hey, before we start, I want to plug a song I just finished. I'm going to play it. All right. It's called Pale Dangerous Eyes. I just finished it. I'm going to release it. It's three minutes, so bear with me. Let's hear it, Mo. All right. We exist in a faraway Yeah. 
song and it's available on itunes and spotify and wherever music is downloaded and played and found and whatever else uh so i just finished that i'm actually um gonna release it well when the podcast comes out it'll be released but i'm gonna release it sunday i like it man so, i'm telling you yeah. all your solo music's the best dude thank you man thank you oh, that, that, that dooms that was awesome <laughs> you hit something time, when you do it solo you really Got like a good retro rock feel, a good cross between Chris Cornell and uh, Gautier. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about investing. Um, what's up with the stock market? I mean, the stock market is through the roof, but the economy itself seems to be in dire straits. So what? It, there seems to be some kind of confusion there. What's... Uh, what do you think, Mike? Seems pretty, I mean, the, the stock market definitely seems pretty bloated right now, but I think yeah. that's because you got a lot of millennial investors putting their money in and they're just kind of 
this is like the modern day casino, I would say. Yeah. Um, but obviously the fundamentals don't match up to the, the stock market, right? Uh, especially when you look at stocks like Tesla, very highly over <laughs> over leveraged. Yeah. Uh, I think what helps them is that they have a good spokesperson with Elon Musk. Um, you know, he's a big face. And he has big connections with a lot of these big podcast guys and individuals in the media. So he's able to hype the stock. But I just don't see it in an environment like this. Like, who has the money to buy a Tesla? Right. People weren't at the jobs right now, right? Right. So that's part of the reason why it's splitting, right? To make it more within reach for people. Attractive, yeah. Attractive. Well, and Robin has like 40% of people, like all millennials, bought majority of Tesla stock. I don't know, though. Why, why is it so high compared? I don't know. I think it's a Trump, man. I think there's a lot of potential for growth with them, right? Because, I mean, let's be honest, I mean, the, the wave of the next sort of uh, rollout of cars is going to be more electronic and we're going to move away from gasoline at some point. Right. Just like move away from the dollar to crypto at some point, too. Yeah. Uh, I think some, a lot of folks are trying to get in early, right? Um, so you're seeing some liquidity in the market because of that. Um, there's There's people that are, like, uh, have you heard of it's a, a Nikola, right? That's like, um, I, the name kind of sounds like a ripoff to me because it's like Nikola Tesla, but they seem to be doing some pretty, um, interesting things too. Their stock is nowhere compared to Tesla. Um, what do you think of some of those competitors? I mean, is there any chance that they'll, they'll read? Cause Tesla just kind of skyrocketed past all those be there, but they'll never be Tesla. They're more, they're what, like an e truck. Do they say Tesla uh, like, yeah, I think they've been. I read an article. They're trying Tesla's still like maybe five years, seven years ahead of all just just like doing over there updates. Yeah, I mean, if electronic cars become more mainstream, I think Tesla is going to be the one leading the market. Um, then we have you know other companies like Nikola and uh, I think Neo is another one in, mm. in China. Um, I'm just not sure if they have sort of that brand trust yet, right? I don't think yeah. in the main people trust them. So it's going to take a while to build that. Um, but we'll see. I They'll mean, be there. There's definitely going to be other players in the field, I think, especially some of your already large auto companies like GM and Ford. They're already spending a whole bunch of money into research and development in the electronic car market as well. And I think those they're going to snatch up the little companies. Watch. That's what's going to happen. Because Tesla's going to be... In Tesla's, my opinion, Tesla's going to be on their own. Yeah, I think if anything, they'll merge my, with a larger, uh, like technology company, like an Apple or something. I'm going to make a prediction. I think <laughs> Tesla will be the biggest company in the world within ten years. You think? I'm sorry. You think Tesla's going to merge with Apple? You think that's I that's a possibility? Apple, I think, already tried to offer Tesla money to buy. Because I know, I know you've heard rumors of probably Apple getting into like the auto industry at one point. So, I would think. But they they gave up too. Supposedly they yeah. stopped the project because it was a lot harder than they thought. Talking yeah. about Apple here that has 150 right. billion dollars deep pockets, 200 billion dollars in a bank, man, just sitting there. So if a company that's but if you want to make a major wave, you're going to go up there the biggest shark in the field, right? Right. In my opinion. I think Tesla realizes that they don't need Apple now at this point. Well, they, I think if they need additional funding, they'll consider it. 
do you think it's going to be, I mean, cause here there's charging stations. I think a lot of the downside for people is like, what if I go on a road trip and I'm driving cross country and there's no charging stations. So that- that's all getting solved by the day, better and better by the day. Like the major routes are all covered. Most people that buy that car have a garage. Like those are just, I think 90 some percent of the roads are covered now. And it's just growing like nuts. It's just going more. Number one, and that's that's a huge value of that company. What do you think Volkswagen, Mercedes, whatever is going to do with their own charging networks? Right. Supercharged networks, biggest by far, will be bigger and bigger and bigger. And how much do you think that's worth? It has to be worth an insane amount of money, I think. So, so they've been of- doing this for about 20, I don't know how many years, 15 years now? 2000, almost 20 years probably Tesla's been around right they've so, been around for at least 15 years they had to be around maybe longer so and you've been advocating for them since early early years ago you were way ahead of the curve there a lot of people would be really wealthy right now if they listen <laughs> that's, yeah. the one, that's the one thing ben's been right on oh. <laughs> I see trends, right? Guys <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, were founded in 2003, Tesla. Mm-hmm. So. 2003? Yeah. Do, do uh, either of you put a deposit on a Cybertruck? It's like 100 bucks or something. Now he's kind of anti-Tesla. Anti-Tesla? I'm not anti-Tesla. I, I just think they're, the stock value is kind it, of It is. Right yeah. But with the split, like you said, I mean, it obviously makes it more appealing. Yeah, five for one, right? So it's about two grand now, so it'd be about four hundred dollars a piece. Yeah. So when that splits, that's just so the company gets more money to do more shit. Pretty much. Well, to get more money flowing. You just get more people buying into the stock. I mean, it's just because yeah, more people are going to invest. Uh, obviously, they could Not purchase four hundred dollars. I stock. mean, it's ridiculous. It's like Warren Buffett's uh, the Berkshire Hathaway. They got. Class A and B or whatever it is, one's a couple hundred thousand, the other yeah. one's whatever it is, like a couple grand. What's do we? I, do you know the connection? Like, does SpaceX affect the Tesla valuation? They share all their technologies. Okay, but so SpaceX, that, you, you can't buy SpaceX world, stock. But, but it's a separate company, so I, don't, I think SpaceX is more private. But it's, it's still connected to, yeah, to they're, Elon. They're never going to go public, I guess, from what they. From what I read, they'll never go public. Like Musk even said, if he could go back and change it, he would never go public with Tesla because all those short sellers, all these people affect the market so much that it messes well, up how the company it's does. It's because of the scrutiny too from the mm-hmm. SEC. I mean, a lot of times when he was going on Twitter and making comments, yeah, you, you know, it's almost like you're manipulating the fluctuation yeah, no, he of the stock be, price. So. Uh, yeah, I agree with you there a little bit. Like you can't. Because you literally can change. Well, he got he got in uh, deep shit too, right? When he was smoking weed on Joe Rogan, and that people were giving him shit about that. I don't know if that impacted the stock if that drastically, but it probably did a little bit, honestly. But they yeah, short term fluctuation. But I think it's just because you know if you're a public company, some of your shareholders may expect you to kind of have a clean image, right? Smoking pot on a major podcast. You're not going to. Is going to get that view? <laughs> you're not going to control that guy. Tell him what to do. That's, that's why I kind of think people like him though too, though. But you know, yeah. he's uh, 
he's definitely one of those people that it really doesn't matter that what he tries to do in his in his private life. That he's still sort of uh, you know a disruptor in his <laughs> industry. Yeah. They're, but it's like they're doing just what he's doing the boring uh, boring company, right? Las Vegas to California, SpaceX, Tesla, Neuralink. Neur- Neuralink, yeah. And then another, there's one more. That's there's like four or five different companies, and these are all huge. And also another thing about Tesla with the batteries, that's gonna be ten times bigger. Anything, even if you look at even the roofs, they're gonna start doing the yeah. batteries. I think are the biggest. The roof part of that's business, gonna be you know? huge. Oh, and uh, neural the the uh, Neuralink internet satellites are doing now. Um, that's be wh- huge. The demand's off the charts for that. So were they um, all these things? Are they making their own batteries now? I just wanted because were they using another company for their batteries? Well, I don't know if there was Workhorse. Workhorse yeah, they, is a company that. They were I know with it makes Panasonic. Electrical. They broke. I think they broke that partnership. But supposedly they have like a secret lab. They work on batteries. <laughs> like, like seriously, like they kind of developed their own shit because they, they don't want to rely on Panasonic. They don't need Panasonic. Yeah. And I, I think that's honestly what's going on. But they're also making. You gotta understand, they're making those batteries where they're not like uh, what do you call minerals that are like hard to find. They make everything's easy to mine. Everything, every part of their battery is easy to mine. Rare so earth minerals, like China, to, to make the batteries. Like these are big things. They seem little, but they're they're huge in the in the long term of a. Well, also was that because of they were they had issues with the batteries, right? At some point, they were catching on fire. At some point, no. or, or a couple years I, ago. So I think more gas cars catch on fire by a ton. I don't know what it is than electric cars. But because it's Tesla and Musk or whatever that was on the news all over, which is whatever. I mean, it's it's that's what they're going to do. But I actually think electric cars are way safer. And then when that happened, though, like uh, when the guy, I think, jumped the curb and then the something pierced the bottom of the car and started the fire. And then that car was engulfed and like super fast. They put like a titanium underbody of the car. So like to pierce the bottom of that car now, there's like. I don't know how many layers of – I think it's insane to even do that now. So, like, you understand, I think it's going to get just better and slowly better and better and better. And then – What do you guys think of the Cybertruck? Are you guys fans of it? Did you get it? I think I it's, it's kind of sick. I like the Cybertruck. You know what, bro? It's yeah. a lot bigger than it looks in the pictures. It's yeah. huge. <laughs> uh, it's, it is very cool. It kind of has, like, a futuristic look. Yeah. Only thing is I'm not sure how practical it is, right? Like – like let's say you're going into a, a mall parking lot, or yeah. you're gonna be able to get that thing in. It's huge, bro. Um, it's way bigger than yeah. the pictures. Or if you're just parking on the street as well. Especially it? here in LA, they have all these compact yeah. spaces for tiny cars. Yeah, so <laughs> that wouldn't work. Nuts for that thing over there. <laughs> well, definitely, if you want to be driving a car peacock style and stand out, there <laughs> yeah, <way> go. <laughs> yeah, it definitely nice. has a cool look to it. I mean, yeah, it's like Blade Runner. I think they were saying that was like his inspiration yeah. for it or something. Honestly, when I first saw it, I go, "What the? I go, what is that? It's <laughs> <laughs> like this thing is terrible." But then I kind of saw it more. I kind of got it. Oh, these bastards! That's kind of interesting. And then it's going to sell like crazy. I mean, it's done. You you won't be able to get that car now. Yeah. Like, like, you still deposit. put your deposit in? You could put it. I think I checked a couple, like a month or so ago. I think you could still do that. Yeah. Yeah, they do the hundred dollar deposit, but that doesn't matter now. 
before right. they did ask you to raise money. I don't think they need that money anymore. So they're going to make probably a million before you can even get your hands on that car. So like you, you, you don't think if you put it in the deposit now, you probably wouldn't get it for yeah, like five years or a couple, three years. Not, they don't care about that. Before, you'd have to put a thousand, twenty five hundred, like bigger things. Now it's a hundred dollars. That's just to show that you're interested and maybe they can even inflate their numbers a little bit. <laughs> Do you think they use that for capital to show that they have like, you know, or to use that money for other projects? I think they that honestly kind of smart probably for interest like marketing. Like we have 400, 500,000 pre-orders. Yeah, it's definitely to show that. You know, yeah. they know that too. So but I, I think an insane amount of people. Number one, trucks, SUVs are the biggest sellers of cars on earth, especially I guess in America. So you have to, like you're saying, we have to make, you know, these SUV types and the trucks to be successful to like, to be long term. So it's going to be huge. It's going to be ridiculously huge. Is, is that what you thought cars would look like in the year 2020? Because like you see all these movies that we grew up watching and like in the future, it's like 2015 which was already five years ago and they had like flying cars and shit. I mean, do you think that like that's the car of the future, maybe there's going to be copycats or like, you know, more of this futuristic kind of look. Yeah. I mean, I think like, it has definitely that concept car look. Um, like, I don't know if you, I don't know if you've been to sort of like the Jacob Javits center to those auto shows. No, um, like, I've never been. been before, no. But, um, a lot of times they would have like these concept cars there on display. Um, and it would look super sick. Right. Um, so it does sort of look like that, but I'm waiting for some of the other sort of luxury brands like Mercedes and BMW. Yeah, like yeah. if you look at Mike, Mike got a nice car. And if you look at the like how Mercedes is, the interior yeah. is beautiful. The outside interior is honestly, I guess they're gorgeous cars. You take a Tesla, even though like the Model S's and the X's, that car is 120,000, 30,000, whatever it is. The the people that buy are like, come on, you got to make this a little bit nicer inside. It's like the minimal thing, but they're paying a lot of money for it. That's so they actually think they're going to do a refresh, make it a lot nicer. Because Mercedes and other cars, BMW, three series, like it, just some of these cars are just gorgeous. Yeah, like so, I, I have a Mercedes CLS 550, and, nice. and it's a 2014, and I think the inside the interior of it looks a lot better than some of the 2020 cars. Yeah, beautiful car. Like well, I think Mercedes just overall, I mean, they're ahead of their other competitors in the field. They're, they'll be number two. Watch. Did if they get it, if they get into like electric cars I, as seriously as Tesla, then I think they said twenty. They're gonna own the market. They have so to, market, right? All those big market. players are probably have their hand in it in some way. They they must. I'm telling you, so I read an article. They all have to be spending money was, at yeah. this point. Yeah. It was Wall Street Journal. It was something. They said they're all struggling to do simple things that Tesla's been doing. Like they, they what is that? They're all struggling to do like the simple, like the simplest thing that Tesla can do in the car over the Wi-Fi, over the, they're saying, oh, they thought it was a lot easier, but they're having a lot of trouble. That's a big wow. deal though. If you think about it, that's, you talk, these, these guys, if you take car manufacturers, they're huge. I mean, these are the, some of the biggest businesses in countries. They're huge. You got insane amount of money, insane amount of people. You would think they'd be able to do it better. And look, you take Apple; they're just having trouble with it. So, I don't know. Seventeen years, right? Tesla's been—it's—it's it's, 
that's why I think they're going to be bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's just going to steamroll over time. Watch. But they'll catch up eventually. I mean, that happens with everything, but. Yeah, he's definitely an innovator in so many ways. Did you see a video of there was a car that was on, uh, I think it was, um, I don't know what the word is, autopilot or self-drive, but it just kept crashing into shit like back and forth. Did you see that video? Oh. It was recent. Yeah. I mean, do you think there's going to be some problems with that, with the self-driving cars? So right now it's like four to one, supposedly. That four. So if you're in the Tesla autopilot, Four times less likely to get an accident as opposed to you driving yourself. Four times less likely? Yeah, so it's like for every 200,000 miles driven, there's like a fatality. And with a Tesla, it might be 800,000. It's something like that. But it's like I think it's, I think it's four to one already. I could be, I could be wrong, but I, I, they're that much better, man. Like my cousin's like, a computer's going to drive for me. This and I go, yeah, what are you <laughs> talking about? I think at the end of the day, though, it comes down to trust, right? Like yeah. our parents' generation, they're not going to trust a car driving them around. Uh, it, you know, our generation, we're probably, we're kind of like on the cusp, right? We're at the beginning of almost yeah. technology era. So I, we'll be willing to sort of try it. But I think at the end of the day, we still like to try new things out. Yeah. And so we'll give it a, a shot. But, you know, I think there's definitely going to be some casualties in between until this yeah. thing is accepted into mainstream. I, there's gonna be for sure. I like I got the Jetta, uh, 2019, I think. But the the thing can almost drive itself. Like if you put it on the cruise control, it literally can go. It can control the distance between you, you and the car in front of you. Yeah. And then if you go too far to the right, it'll literally control. You can let oh, go wow. of the wheel. It'll literally will cruise the road. And this is a thirty thousand dollar car. It's like twenty nine thousand dollars. It's not yeah, like yeah, a. Yeah. It's getting really good for just. So that compared to the autopilot, it's not even comparison. So God knows how good that car is. But if um, I, I have to figure out a way to somehow compare it to how public transportation is, because obviously people are on the subway, right? They take mono rails and things like that. Yeah. And there's limited instances of any sort of crashes. I mean, maybe once in a while you hear like an Amtrak derailing or something like that. Right. But they're pretty reliant for the most part. Right? What they're doing with like, mm. with the tunnels over there, like in Las Vegas, what they're doing now. You talking, hey. talking about uh, like, Tesla's so, underground tunnels? Yeah, when when they're like on oh, the Hyperloop, that's the other company. So like New York to DC takes what four hours to drive, three and a half, four hours, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. With that Hyperloop, which they're still working on, it's going to be like thirty minutes. So and is that just a fat? That's a turn. But like, that's you're talking about a tunnel or a high speed train. Uh, the hyperloop will be, I think the hyperloop is underground. I think it's right? like a, it's a tunnel, but it's almost kind of like a monorail style, but at like super high speed. Yeah, like it'll go seven, eight hundred miles an hour on a straightaway, and then it'll slow down and whatever. But I think in Asia they probably have like that already in place, but not. I think not in a tunnel, I think the hyperloop blows outside. it out. But the only it only makes sense if the drive is like between three and five hours. Okay, why is that? Like, it'll so be like Cali to Vegas, New York to DC, and then say San Francisco to Los Angeles. I don't know. Like it's it's a few spots where there's like major. That's gonna be ridiculous, man. Is that because like, they can't make a tunnel that goes like across the whole country or something? Because that's got to be an arduous task to dig a 
however hundreds of miles of at, tunnel. At, I don't know why I feel like I read. I think that they're, only doing, they're probably just doing pilots between major smallest. cities that are relatively close to each other. Gotcha. Yeah, maybe because it costs see so how, much. See how that works, and then take it from a, there. You know, if it's successful, then you kind of plus bring it to more of a it costs a shit. Longer, it costs a ton of money time, to. Uh, you got to find the right of way. You got to find like where you can actually dig to get straight. You got this it's a tremendous amount of money that. Well, you got to get the state because it's, it's a public too. Yeah, it's a private company. It's not a it's not a government company. It's private, so they have to make money. I don't know. It's interesting. It'll be. I, it's gonna be awesome. I remember going to DC four hours. Imagine getting in there in thirty minutes. You're there, bro. That's ridiculous. Man, I don't think they're there yet. It's probably gonna take another fifteen years or so. The what? cool thing they're doing, they're inviting. Well, this is why I think actually, they invite students from all over the world to compete in competitions, and they do different parts of uh, each competition to like. And I think over time they're going to develop. There's another company trying to do what they're doing, but I don't know. I don't think it's the same. Well, but. there's no competition really. Like uh, Metro North, for example, that goes up to the Hudson Valley. I mean, their trains or like Amtrak, like you were saying, that like they have some derails or derailments or they're they're on, not on time or whatever. And the 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 agencies move very slowly because they're state agencies and there's a lot of bureaucracy, but they have no competition. So there's no there's no incentive to like, all right, we gotta make a better train, we gotta be on time. <coughs> Excuse me. They have no incentive to like really step their game up. This is yeah. But I mean, I think they are those those trains are fairly reliant. I would say for the most part. I think in some instances you have conductors that, you know, fall asleep at the wheel, let's say. Sure. Reason for the accident. Yeah, that's um, a good point. In general, they're really reliable. Metro North, maybe not. Well, I know some of their cars are a little bit older. I want to say like 10 years old or something like that. I mean, they're not decrepit, but, you know, they're not like state of the art. They're not like, you know, yeah. uh, highly advanced. Metro North was always kind of good, wasn't it, though? I don't think they ever really had that big problem. That's it's always been decent. I think there was a big accident on like the Hudson line, and you know what? In the last six years or so, when there's accidents on trains, they're they're, yeah, bad. they're horrific, yeah. man. Yeah. They're absolutely like the worst accidents. That's the thing too. Like with this whole COVID environment, I'm not sure if states are going to really have the budget to adapt adapt to new technology too. That's another like, thing. I think COVID set us back from uh, technolo- technological enhancement <laughs> perspective. Well, just I know Metro North because I've been following them. They um, are looking for a bailout in, in the billions of dollars because they otherwise have to that. raise the fares dramatically and lay people off. Yeah. And now you're going to have less commuters coming into the city too. Exactly. Uh, a long-term solution for this whole pandemic. Do you have a train over there in Los Angeles? Do you have a train station? Uh, there's subways, okay. but no one really – it's not like New York City where people take them all the time. Why is that? Does anyone use it? More people drive. That's why the traffic's so bad. Because the city, like New York, is more condensed and here is more spread out. So more people just drive. And there are subway stations. I'm sure people take them. But predominantly people drive. That's why the traffic is like, you know, the worst. It's like Carmageddon out there. Yeah. <laughs> but it, that's one good thing about what's been happening. More Like the traffic has eased a little bit with less people going out. But um yeah, generally, like if you go anywhere, you're on the freeway because it's not a highway. 
here. Uh, you're just in like a parking lot of cars for forever. It's uh, I mean, New York City is bad too. Any big city is bad, but you know, more people take public transportation there. Um, do you think you'd ever drive? Like, what what's the deal if if you had a self driving car if you were drunk? Would you get a DWI? I'm not sure to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I would assume that you wouldn't because the car's driving for you, right? That's <laughs> uh, something. Yeah. I mean, it may that may be one of the good uh, solutions out of it for self-driving cars, right? Drunk people. Well, I think that would be uh, the only time because I love dri- like driving. You know, when it's nice out and blasting the music and having the windows down, I feel like that's one of the best feelings in the world. So I wouldn't want to lose that on that. But yeah, if I had too much to drink. I was like, fuck it. I'll just have the car drive me home. Yeah. Assuming you're a responsible person. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think most people still, they're like, they're going to say, fuck this machine. I'm not going to let it drive for me. I'm going to drive myself. I'll be honest. Is a drunk person ever ever (laughs) rational? You know, know, with the whole self-driving, I'm with it completely because every year, 40,000 people die from car crashes. That's a lot. That's a lot. Have a few people, you know. I know, and although I think if you can just being, say sometimes, being, all right, I'm drunk. Yeah, get the car to get home. I think being tired behind the wheel is probably more dangerous than being drunk behind the wheel. Yeah, oh, it's dangerous know. too. It's uh, you know what's weird is like all the death uh, statistics that after COVID, I started looking it up because you like you read a hundred some odd thousand people died of COVID, and you're like, holy shit, and then. You look at it like that, like you're saying, forty thousand people die every year of car crashes. I never even heard of that until recently. It's 40, it's, I think it's forty thousand in America. It might be more, man. It's, it's somewhere cheap. in the ballpark of that. Yeah, you're right. Or um, the flu. I think it was two thousand eight. I think it was, or actually, I'm not. I might be wrong with the year, but there was someone like eighty thousand people died of the flu. Is it older people that passed away from the flu? I don't know. I'm not sure of the demographics, but it's life is dangerous. So so you see all these, the mortality numbers and you're like, fuck, like shit like driving or the flu or cancer or whatever. It's like, yeah, it kills a lot of people, but you don't see these statistics. So it's not like right in front of your face. I feel like, I feel like COVID has been almost like the the cure to cancer. I haven't heard of anybody dying from cancer. (laughs) That's what's there. You go to the hospitals and now everything's coded as fucking COVID. Yeah. Well, actually, there's a re- I, I, there was a reason for that. They they had to say initially when it started that they got money from the government if the person passed away. Yeah, more COVID. federal funding. Yeah. So they all said it could have been anything, and they pretty much all right. said, yeah, yeah, COVID, 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 to get more money. In one way, I don't know, is that I think they – I don't think it was the worst. Well, you need to actually that. that. He's working for the hospitals. Huh? Needs to actually dad that he's working for the hospitals. You would know. He got in. And they're older. My dad was seventy four now. My mother sixty five. I think one day they had a con. He had contact with someone that positive for it. Uh, it was weird. I don't know. My mom made him like walk in the back, clothes off, do all that. Like <laughs> she's going nuts about it, man. I don't blame her because it's it's weird because it affects. It's, it's a random effect. Yeah. I think random. it's definitely real for sure. Uh, but I don't think the mortality number really maybe is as high as it's reported as because like you were saying, if you have the the hospital gets money for listing something as COVID 
and someone dies of another cause and they list it as COVID, no. it's not really, maybe it's a secondary or third cause, but it, not the primary but, cause. You know, initially that, I understand why they did it, but now they shouldn't do that. Yeah. But there's a lot of fear tactics and, you know, the media right. doesn't help this, the situation. Yeah. You want to know what I think it is, re- realistically? You Tell me. This? Yes, of course I do. And some guys said they had all the markers of a man-made virus. I think he said man-made virus in a lab that was because it, it's so random. It doesn't make any sense. Because I just saw my brother. I saw him first time. It's in like a year when he came to my sisters, and their ninety-five-year-old. I think the grandmother went there. She came out a few days later. The younger guy, he was like in the sport. I don't know. He was younger, passed away in like a week. Yeah. So it's like, what? It's weird. Some people definitely get symptoms. Some people don't. Um, And that's kind of what's bizarre about it. You have to get tested to know if you have it. Some people blatantly just get symptoms and they, you know, they go through hell. But some people, you could have it and not know it. Even in terms of who has the antibody. So like with my family, like I'm married, I have two young kids. My son tested. He had the antibody. Oh wow! And my my wife and my daughter were negative. I I haven't been tested. I just went for a physical today, so I'll get my results in probably a week or so. But he was my son was sleeping in the bed with us in some some days. And you're gonna tell me he didn't spread it to us if it's yeah. that severe for virus? So yeah. Like, yeah. Either yeah. The, either the testing kits are shoddy and you can't trust them, or there's really no sort of. That's I was reading a report that said yeah there was faulty testing where like 100% of people were testing positive. So and yeah. then they were testing like plants and other things and they were all testing positive. So it's like yeah. well, what the fuck is it the test doesn't work or you know, what's going yeah. on? You got to be careful because I think I truly think it was something that was man-made and then it was You guys see some videos. There's some videos out there where so is it's definitely a real virus. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you definitely have to get that. that it's real. Much, yeah. yeah, of course it is. But it's so erratic and random. It's not. I just think the virus has been so politicized. That's the problem. Mm. Listen, you, know, if you can't take a public health issue and politicize it. You know, whether you're Democrat or Republican. It's like, it's so weird. It's like almost like if, if you're outside and you're wearing a mask, you're a Democrat. But if you're not wearing a mask, you're a Republican. Can you get a fine there if you if you don't wear a mask? Do they fine you there if you don't have a mask on? Everyone here wears a mask. Yeah. Well, uh, no. I mean, if I go inside a store or a place of business, out of respect, I'll wear the mask, right? Yeah. Or if I'm around older people, I'll wear the mask. Yeah. But, 90%. but if I'm just randomly walking on the street, I'm not going to wear the mask. Yeah. Or if I'm in my car, I'm not going to be that person wearing the yeah. mask. It's hard to I, breathe with the mask. It's hard to, you know, yeah, it's yeah. especially 90, in the summer. It's not practical. Ninety yeah. percent of people definitely do it here. Ninety-five. A lot of people in New York, ninety percent, but you know, New do. York is a very uh, left-leaning city, and you know, yeah. But even when I was in right West Virginia, towards when it came back around, everyone started wearing masks again. Like you couldn't go into the store without. Yeah, it's getting to the point where. Oh well, yeah, you have to go if you go indoors or any place of business. Wear the mask. It's yeah. too much. I think it's. But there's some idiots that like they, you know, they want to be super tall. Yeah, well, like I went to the supermarket yeah. where they got. Whatever. If you're only going to a store, just wear a freaking mask. I'll make a big deal about yeah. it. Yeah. I got sunburned. So I went to the store in the morning to grab the whatever the, to cool it down. And there was this one lady in there. Everyone, 
had a match except this one lady. I just looked at her. I wasn't even trying to look. She was kind of cute, so I looked at her. <laughs> but she, I think she thought I was looking at her because she didn't have the mask on. But like, yeah, you probably should just have one. You're being kind of a dick. Like, yeah. it's not. Everyone's just trying to be like fair. Right. I, I, I think it's all, in a way, nonsense. In in a way, you can't keep this up, man. You, yeah. it's 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 causing purposely, I think, a lot of problems. It's gonna. Well, that's, that's one side. I think you're absolutely right. They're not really talking about is it's all about um, money. It's all about just people working, going to work, doing this. Like you can't. It's too much. It's too, I'm telling you, it's it's. But the psychological that. effects of uh, being locked in and wearing a mask and not being able to work, and then if they take away the unemployment, what happens to these people that are their jobs are shut down, but they can't get unemployment, and then they spiral. You get depression and other issues. People with opioid addictions one, or one in four kids under 30 have thought about committing suicide yeah. that's what i supposedly read with because of this because oh, of uh, covid yeah i think because of this i don't know all that going on one in four that's 25 percent yeah to consider suicide that's in that's i mean insanity that's that number health, is off the chart bro. mental health issues are definitely on the rise right now i'm sure drug use is on the rise yeah um it's uh people that had legitimate jobs that are now unemployed. Yeah, I'm sure they're doing illegal things now too, and that may include selling drugs, right? And I, now with also some of the social sort of, uh, I th- yeah, I don't know, it's, you know, it's police, good, uh, you know, sentiment towards police right now. Police aren't really being as effective as what they usually would because of yeah. uh, all the criticism. So that kind of opens up the floodgates for people to commit things that they probably wouldn't in the past. It's a weird uh, time, for sure. Really yeah, definitely. Strange. It's been a bizarre year. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think in major cities like New York, too, you almost have the leadership in the city as almost promoted um, kind of an anarchy type environment. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, that's... You know what's fucked up is like, yeah, and then when somebody wakes up and like someone's breaking into their apartment or whatever the first thing they're going to reach for is the phone to call the police it's like there's videos of people that with the <laughs> ant- defund the police signs and this guy was protecting his right. store with a chainsaw and they saw him and the first thing everyone screamed was somebody call the police <laughs> it's like you can't have a city without police when we lived in Poughkeepsie and Wabinger Falls how many how many of our friends are police or firefighters or something to this effect, and they're all just normal, nice kids. Right. It's just like, I don't, like, this whole, I don't get it. It's nonsense. And you're going to have, you're gonna have your bad apples Come, in every field. Sure, right? sure. Yeah, man. Every profession. But it, it's, I mean, you, it's, can't, you can't generalize. Just know how. Just like every pocket of an ethnicity, you can't generalize. Right. You judge a person by their individual character, and that's it. Yeah. I, you literally can apply that. You can to any field be like, all right, one bad apple. So it's, you can't just blame them all. What are you talking about? I know a ton of cops that are nice people. What are you talking about? It's just like with the protesters. There's, there's people that generally have a real objective and then other individuals that are just looking to be agitators and cause havoc and destroy stores and the whole neighborhoods, right? It's- uh, I know I, the mayor of L.A., Garcetti, he, uh, I think, defunded the police. I think he put some of the money back. Um, after some pressure, but I, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. But De Blasio is De Blasio. He defunded a large chunk, right? Billion dollars, right? <laughs> yep. Defunded loser. 
Yeah. Uh, even with some of like the painting of uh, two time you know, some of the messaging in front of the Trump Towers, they didn't. Even, you're supposed to have a permit for that type of stuff. He didn't. Even, he went around that, just decided to to do that. Right. It it seems like <laughs> yeah. a very um a, a time where there's um what's the word? If you there's you, if you do if you're on that one side you you are not they won't hold you accountable. Uh, there's a word for it and I can't think of it right now, but like even the protests, you know, uh, yeah, we all agree. Like that was a you know, peaceful protest is, is a, you know, a fine thing an important thing, but no one ever talked about the, the repercussions of, you know, thousands of people getting together, you know, and in these large groups at a time where all other large groups are banned. Um, and then the numbers are spiking and no one's saying, well, maybe that has something to do with protests. I'm not saying anything bad about the protest. I'm just saying like the protest doesn't discriminate or know that it's a protest or if it's a concert or whatever. Exactly. But who's there to pick who can protest, who cannot? What are you nuts? Right. Like that's just, that's insanity that uh, like, our, like literally New York right now, supposedly whatever I heard is that the Black Lives Matter can protest and no one else can like, what are you talking about? That that just that doesn't make any double sense. Double standard. It's a double standard. That's what I was looking to say. It's let everyone. It doesn't matter who it is. You know, protest about anything you want. It doesn't matter. You cannot be like, eh, everyone's really big on this one right now, so they're the only ones that can protest. You can't. It just fundamentally doesn't make sense. Like the whole Goodyear thing. I, I, we just happened like a few days ago where Goodyear put out a. They literally put out a. Supposedly, if it's real, that a little pamphlet to all the employees that Black Lives Matter uh, is permitted and a couple other things. And then on the right side, it was like Blue Lives Matter and like another couple of things were not permitted. Who the, who, what are you talking like that? Just think about that. Yeah. It's just being a regular person, like, eh, maybe I like this side, maybe I like that side, but I, I just work here. Like, who are you to decide which side I have to? Like you, it, they're just doing it because they don't give a they don't give a shit, man. And then you know what? They're gonna pay for it. Watch. Well, everything's at the state level well, you right can't now. Do I mean, that. That's if you go to Georgia too. I think they just made like um, if you're sort of agitating police or any sort of uh, essential workers, it could be considered a hate crime. They made that into law. Um. I wouldn't be surprised if you see that spread to some of the other red states. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't see how they let the like the Antifa people to be. You know, there needs to be respect. I'm sorry for people in, in authoritative positions. Yeah, like police department. I mean, there needs to be some level of law and order. I think we've seen how things what happens when that isn't allowed to happen. Yeah, man, that's like 100 percent agree. That's. Yeah. Well, the city, yeah, it'll just fall apart and then it'll become anarchy and then people will have to defend themselves. Oh. The number of people here that buy guns is insane. You just, did you just buy a gun? I right? did buy a gun. Here, okay. the laws are a lot different. Um, you, I, cause I got the paperwork to get a, a firearm. I had a concealed carry permit in New York. And when I moved here, I thought I needed to fill out the form, but it, the laws here are different where you could just purchase a fire or you have to take a test. And if you pass okay. the test, you get you could own a firearm. How did you get, from what I heard from my cousins and a few people, to get a concealed and carry in New York is almost impossible. Well, I didn't live in New York City, though. I lived in the Hudson Valley, where I could carry anywhere besides the five boroughs. 
you can carry to the boroughs? I cannot carry to the boroughs. You can't carry into the five boroughs. Uh, but to get in the boroughs is almost impossible. It, even because like in the Hudson Valley, you could just go to Dixon, buy a shotgun in the city. You need a permit to own a shotgun even, and you have to pay however much the permit is. I don't, I don't remember. Just talk about the second amendment. The second amendment was just for, uh, right to bear arms, the right to bear arms, but not against, uh, your neighbors. It's against the government. Like that's literally what's all built on. I mean, it's so fundamental that it's just, can't yeah. help people. We'll never. Uh, there's more guns. There's, I think there's a bigger militia in America. They have more guns, like 400 million, some insane number, just in America. Well, when uh, I got my gun, oh. I called the the store. They they told me they had a new shipment coming in because they've been sold out. And I called, and the line was busy for like literally mm-hmm. like 45 minutes. And when I finally got through, I was like, "It's like you guys are giving away concert tickets. Like, what's going on?" And then you have to make an appointment. And when I got there, I'm waiting online to get in and people are showing up. They drove from San Diego an hour and a half away and they're turning them away. And it's just like everyone's just trying to get a firearm right now, because like you're saying, if the police aren't there to protect you, like, you know, I think that's in a lot of people's minds. Like you have to kind of you want to protect your family and you want to, you know, be able to protect your home. I'm not a gun person at all, but. My brother-in-law got guns. They all got guns. So if I really needed, like, like all right, I'll, I'll go to them. But I don't like guns at all. I don't think I would buy one. Period. But, but you know, if you want a gun, get a gun. That's your business. Right. All about pro-choice. I don't here, give man. a sh. That's your business. You have a gun? I don't. Just because I have young kids in the house, so I don't want. My, my brother-in-law got a sort of safe. I think you got a. Maybe put your hand it's on. It's a biometric there. safe. I have one of those too. You put it reads your fingerprint. Put your uh, finger. And then my other cousin, the maniac, has like ten guns, like <laughs> shotguns, pistols, all this shit. Your ready for war. <laughs> What's the yeah, situation? Yeah, yeah. What? Uh-huh. No, what were you gonna say? I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just wondering what's the situation like there with businesses? Is a lot of things boarded up or people because L.A. is the same thing. You're reading a lot of people are supposedly the Uber rich are moving out. They're trying to like move hit oh, hit, hit the roads for the suburbs. That's why I wanted to say that it's the record set that everyone's leaving. It's record was set since they started keeping track of how people leave an area. This has been the highest year on record. I don't know, it's been twenty years or whatever they've been doing it. I think like what a million people left New York. A ton of people, They're man. Saying that there's like thirteen thousand uh, vacant apartments right now. Um, there's definitely been a flight of the wealthy people leaving New York City and, and probably either going to the suburbs. With it, with the rich uh, people, whether it be in Westchester or more north than that, or Long Island, out to the Hamptons, right, to Connecticut, and that uh, I think people are also foreseeing that taxes are probably going to be raised. Yeah, uh, we're already kind of having our um, budget pay, budget issues now? here in the city. Well, I mean, I, I still point, live in Queens, so I pay just under ten thousand. But a lot of folks in Long Island or Westchester, they're paying no, but 15, I mean, fifteen grand or your percentage yeah. of income. Like the the state tax is like what nine percent eight point eight percent income tax you mean? Oh, income tax. And then in, in than what that. they want in California was it almost thirteen or something. They want to do something insanity like for property taxes. Just for the state, your state income, they have to pay the state tax, and you got to pay the federal, right? Mm-hmm. I think also a city tax if you live in the city, you have to pay a city yeah, tax. Oh, wow. as well, yeah. 
Hey, be honest. Why do you think that Rogan motherfucker left California? Uh, Musk too, man. Musk had uh, four houses, I believe, all in a in a in a, like a box, like in a compound, and he split. Sold them all, or he's in the process of selling them all. I think he got. Rid I of believe them all. he sold them all. I read, uh, but I just read an article too about the mass exodus of L.A. and all these celebrities that are splitting from Beverly Hills and all these about, uh, really wealthy neighborhoods. If you got a hundred million dollar contract. You gotta give thirteen percent now away, like, and you're like, all right, this contract starts here in a few months. Let me get the fuck out of here. You're saving literally like insane amount, like. Yeah. They That's shouldn't true. take that much, though. I don't think there's any reason for them to have that. Five percent, I get seven, maybe. I don't know. Like, just it's too much, bro. You can't. And number one, and number uh, in New York, I think the top one percent pay fifty percent of the taxes. So. Douchebag Cuomo was trying to do something to get the wealthy people back because they're leaving, man. Yeah, they're leaving so much that I think there was a, a place in somewhere in, the, uh, in Long Island, further down, that the enrollment doubled, and all the people that lived there are like, "Get the get out of here! We don't want you here," because they were just trying to get out of the city and all this. So there's like, you got you can't. You ruin cities like that, man. You got to be fair to people. You can't take advantage of them. Just because they make money, they figured out how to make that money. Let them make that money. It's not your money to take. They want to live how they want to live. You can't just start, oh, we'll just get them. They made the most money. It's just, it, the world doesn't work like that, man. Yeah. Look how many people are leaving. They're leaving because they can avoid that. Well, and then another, things are, another things state. Things aren't very uh, business friendly here either. I mean, right. yeah, even, the, even the restaurants are able to open. I mean, they've been very strict to the point where, like, new, there's been numerous examples of restaurants here in the neighborhood where they've taken their liquor license away. So it's like you've already Especially haven't been able to operate two to three months as it is because of COVID, and then they open things up, and then they start policing you because you're open too late or you have too many people congregating in front of your restaurant. Oh, wow, and they pull your liquor license? That's fucked up. And, 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 I, so, and look, obviously, liquor is going to be a big part of your revenue. Yeah. You're going to make up for the loss. For those two or three months, I mean, how do you expect these people to survive? And eventually, what? What's going to happen? They're not going to be able to survive. They're going to have to close up shop, and then you're going to have a boarded-up business on your main street of commerce, and then that has a trickle-down effect to all your residential a properties huge here. Effect. Yeah. Huge. Uh, I was listening to a podcast with a guy that started Shake Shack, Danny Meyer. Awesome podcast. But he said that if you don't operate at eighty percent. Of what you should be operating at, you'll go to you'll go out of business within the year, two years, or whatever it is, pretty fast, like eighty percent. Think about it, like just delivery in New York, I think accounted for like thirty percent of of how much business is made. Yeah. Just think about that. I mean, that's but it's a huge part of the. Uh, I mean, right now in, in the city, the five boroughs, you're not allowed to have people inside the restaurant yet. So they, they've allowed they've allowed you to have sidewalk seating or extended to the street sort of seating yeah um but there's a kind of a curfew at 11 o'clock um and if you surpass that time then you're gonna get penalized yeah they they took away a bunch of licenses over here from a bunch of which is stupid i mean it's too much it's like just let it be let but it then go. you go to long island and people are eating in the restaurants i'm not sure if they have a limitation in terms of how many people are allowed in the restaurants Maybe yeah it's 50 capacity or how about over there it's the same. Um, they let they had indoor dining and then they pulled it back. And uh, as Ben knows, like we were getting married in October 
and we had to cancel our wedding because it was in you know we had the venue we couldn't have everybody inside um, but yeah it's it sucks you know the restaurants are getting definitely they're in like a stranglehold because they, you know what it is the restaurants are a very important part of i think the function of a of a community they're they're very important man you can't oh, key. you can't run them off they're just they're just too fundamental to uh, tell them about your gym you don't gotta say the name obviously but well, they closed gyms here. They closed them again. And what's fucked up about it is that, you know, like clearly like the liquor stores are open and pot is legal here. So people could smoke weed and but they closed churches and they closed gyms. Anything that makes you, you know, that helps with mental health or betterment. Uh, but yeah, the, the person who operates my gym was just kind of like, you know, taking a stand because this is bullshit. And, you know. The, when you go in, you have to you get your temperature taken, and then you sign a waiver online on your phone. Um, you know, but people are there on their own. You know, they they want to be there. They want to be there because it helps them. It helps me for sure. You know, because during the quarantine, I was drinking a lot. I was eating like shit. I like my my. I want to say my life spiraled out of control. But I was like, what the fuck do I have to get up? For? I had nothing to do. Like. Uh, so this keeps me motivated and it does for a lot of people. And he, he realizes that. And, you know, also too, like he's at jeopardy of losing his business. So he's like, you know, we're just taking a stand, you know, and I, I don't blame him at all. I, I respect that. Did you see that video where the guy walked around his neighborhood and then every recycling band was like, our shit down of wine bottles and beer bottles and the guy's going to every neighbor. Yeah, man. Everybody's becoming an alcoholic. You, just, yeah. you know, life's weird. You got to be busy. You got to like, obviously, just. It's almost like they want us to slowly kill ourselves and quit drinking. <laughs> yeah. Do you, I mean? Do you think there's any validity to that? That that um, no. there's some conspiracy theories that it, it is a pre- like a prep for something worse to come. That it's uh, like a new world order kind of thing. That they're trying to keep us locked down. Huh. Think about this. This thing, if you look at the death rate, it's like less than 1%. It's like 0.0 something, something. Super low. It's random, right? Some poor people yeah, died with it. I mean, there's still, there's still a lot of deaths. But I mean, we have it is, it is. 200 but deaths in the, in the country. All right, all right. I understand that. But it's look, legitimate. If, if you look at point, if it's what it is, I think is literally less than 1%. Imagine well, 1% it of was of the population. Okay. Of death. If you took the whole population, it's less than one percent of the people that get that die. And also, I think a lot of people die when they shouldn't have passed away with like ventilators, this and that. There's a like, but anyways, it's less than one percent. But imagine it was twenty percent fatality, right? Well, I think what you have to do. If you just seriously think about that, compared to compared to what the 2019 numbers were overall, how many deaths were there in the United States? Is it just that now we're starting to just code everything as COVID and so you would it, it almost pads the virus as being something more than what it is and then we're kind of lightening the numbers in terms of other causes of death so I, I'd have, I think I'd have to they look were, at the metrics from that I think they were bumping mm. all the numbers up do, do we know what the numbers total numbers death numbers were for last year compared to this year like the know. total numbers I wonder what those were like total it, number it, of people that died of all causes I, in the US versus this I, year I don't want to say this because because people, some people, you know, a couple hundred thousand people died. But in general, I'm saying if you had a 20%, 25%, say people really got 
sick and dying, like that high of a percent, then you would see mayhem. Just like, just think about that. If it was that much more, not serious, I don't want to say, but like, it's, it's, well, I don't know. There's, I, just stop. I think it's. One thing that's uh, disturbing to me is just that the stream of information that you could find online, like the pandemic, I didn't watch that. I understand that's available now on a London Reel. You could watch it. And then there was also, uh, unrelated, but the Shadowgate documentary. Um, I don't know if you've watched. I sent you the link to it. Um, avoiding all sorts of uh, negative stuff. I'm that's good. Sorry. That's good. I, but my concern, though, with it is if they take these things down and they just call it hate speech, is that concerning? Because then you're only just getting the information that they want you to have. So even if it's if it's yeah, wrong, yeah, like they yeah. say, okay, w- this is this is bullshit. But don't we have the right to watch bullshit if we want to? Yeah, the people yeah, they, should have the right to say and post what they want to. One hundred percent. That no one has to like. I love Alex Jones. I don't. That's it. Say what you want about that guy, but well, that guy's been right about a lot of things. He goes overboard with a bunch of stuff, but so what? That's my decision to make if I like him or not. It's no one else's decision. I remember when I lived in, in when I went to Poughkeepsie, when I moved to Wabinger Falls, because I used to listen to Howard Stern. Yeah. In upstate, and even in Missouri, I think I listened to him. When I came to Wabinger's, I go and I try to see what station he was on. They banned him or whatever they did. I remember thinking, that's, I don't, I was like, I don't care what they like. I go, it doesn't matter. They don't have to like him. I go, I want to listen to him. Like, it's not their decision. That's it. It's fundamental. That's it. Like, it was like, who's making that decision for me not to listen to him? Yeah. I guess the argument that people make is that, like, Facebook and all these uh, Twitter and those social media companies are companies, so they can make their executive decisions but they're not small companies. Sure. People that make that argument make them sound like they're small mom and pop companies. Those those companies are really influencing billions of people. Like you know, they're they're what people watch. Everyone's connected to those platforms, so they're highly influential. Yeah, I think the problem is a lot of people have to be able to think objectively now, and they yeah. don't. They tend to either take one extreme of one party or the other extreme of another party. I would kind of like to take information from both and then kind yeah. of on my own decision. Yeah. Definitely. And I think a lot of people have lost that. It's like, like it's almost lazy, like man. nowadays, like let's say if you're, you're, if you're very patriotic, you're yeah, a racist, a nationalist or potential racist, right? right. Which like, I don't think is the case. I mean, no. I think there's, there's a large group of people that fall in the middle that are kind of like that silent majority that just are very rational with their way of thinking. Um, and unfortunately, I think a lot of those people are losing their voice because there's, there's other people that have a, a louder bark right now that want to make a scene, want to make a scene and kind of get their voice across. And I mean, that's fine. I mean, we live in a country where you're able to voice your opinion and feel a certain way, but they're just giving too much airtime. And I think the media is kind of taken away with, yeah, man supporting those type of folks yeah i th- i think um i i think two things one when i worked for newspapers uh, a publisher had said to me and i was took his advice because you're supposed to be totally unbiased and i took that very that was very important to me 
I understand, you know, journalists come under fire a lot of day, you know, nowadays, but everyone I always worked with was totally ethical, but he called himself a bull moose. And I asked him what that was. And it was Teddy Roosevelt's party. And basically you vote for whoever the better candidate is. You don't align yourself with one political party. You could take parts of other, you know, different political ideas. You don't have to just vote this way a hundred percent down the aisle. And another thing I think too is like, People, people get so caught up with their political party, but year after year, it's always kind of the same shit. It's always like, you know, Democrat or Republican, you, you're, you're kind of promised change. And then with the guise of this new political candidate, but it ends up being the same thing ultimately, you know, and it's kind of like a trick almost like, um, having these two, cause when, when people, I think there's a vested interest too, maybe in, in people, clashing because when people clash what they do is they're they're looking they're pointing fingers at each other and not at the government which maybe is what they want yeah no those are all great points yeah i think i think who you vote for those are all locally locally and at your state level is probably more important for who we vote as president yeah i mean the president is just kind of like your figurehead for the country mm -hmm. he's not going to be know, really I making the decisions bit, that impact you at the local level um i feel like i do feel like honestly trump been doing shit if you look at say if you look at opportunity zones like just look at that part like just where you invest in like uh, rundown areas he ends up and the, the the focus of it i think is to get the people in that neighborhood that open their own businesses and then you kind of just spur a little thing growth if you look at that alone like who implemented that that was that was trump and I think it's, I don't know what the numbers are, but I think it's done very well. If you look at even cutting, say, how much, uh, in 51 years, they haven't cut, I guess, certain prices of pills. That's a, that's kind of a big deal. If you look at certain things, I truly think he's doing some good stuff. But I get where it's like a, you can say a figurehead thing for certain people, certain presidents. But I got to be honest, I think, I truly think that, He's honestly trying to just do better things for the country. And I, I think it is. If you were to remove all the nonsense, I think a lot of good has been done. I don't know. Did you I mean, see? I think things were going well before this COVID uh, yeah. pandemic hit. Why did that? Stock market was high. Economy Why? was doing well. All right. Let's Minority get groups' unemployment rate was down. Um, Let's get the problem with, the problem with Trump started is right now. I think he has a lot of good ideas, but he's a more of a high-level guy. He doesn't get into the details. My man, right? And so that's where he gets um, probably most of the backlash against Hold on. What about the new trade deal, say, between um, Mexico Mexico? He's not America. a polished politician, so some of the things he says, right. he almost shoots himself in the foot. Um, you don't need I that think, shit, though. I think most people, though, they have to be able to see what the flaws are of him, even if they are a supporter, um, and give credit – in the opposite party when, when there is good things done. Um, like let's say for instance, Biden's speech at the DNC uh, convention, right? Like he did very well. I think, I think the speech was very well received. How many times do you think you but to me, you can't take a guy just by his word, right? You have to take him yeah. by his actions. He's been in government over 40 years, 47. And yeah. what has he done to really change things? Even, even for, some of the groups that he represents, some of the laws that he put into place are the reasons why some of these people are in jail for 
long terms and obviously has an effect on people's family life and things like that, right? It's, One thing that's really bizarre to me is he picked Kamala, Kamala Har- uh, Harris to be his vice president, but she was a district attorney and she was involved in convicting like 1,500 people for marijuana possession. She was a user herself at some point. But it's so bizarre because that's a party that's supposed to be anti-law enforcement, more or less. Uh, I don't think they've maybe come out and said that directly, but that's kind of how they make you know make themselves perceived. But that's how you know that was her career. It's just a weird you know pick for me. Yeah, I mean, even if I look at like New York at a local level, right? It's, every time there's been a Democrat in power, maybe other than like Bloomberg, let's say, but he was really originally a Republican. So let's go back to like the Dinkins era, right? New York City was in in shambles. It was like the crack era. Then Giuliani came in, Republican, cleaned it up. Um, You know, Bloomberg was sort of like a flip-flopper in parties. He maintained it. And then he gave the city to the Blasio, pretty much the greatest city in the world. This guy's hardcore Democrat, almost to the extreme left. Yeah. He's he's pretty much fucked up the city. Wasn't he? But he was a cop. Wasn't he a a cop? De Blasio? Yeah. No, no. What was his background? Was he always a politician? I thought for some reason I thought he was a police officer at some point. No, he's always been the kind of like a communist socialist sort of community. He has a weird background. Um, You look at like what his background. His real name isn't even Bill De Blasio. It's like Warren Wilhelm. It's weird. Really, that alone tells me if you're willing to change your name, you're almost like a fraud yourself. Oh wow! (laughs) Don't want people to know you what your background. Yeah, I never looked him up. I don't know that much about him. Yeah, he's married to uh, a, a black woman. Uh, nothing wrong with that. But I think she drives a lot of his decisions. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. He totally uh, changed his name. Why did he do that? Oh, dude, look, at, look at his history. It's to it's probably make it strange. more appealing from the voting. It's yeah. very strange. Yeah, would, how did he, uh, how did he make his money? Crazy. I mean, I could look it up, but do you guys know how he made his money and how he got to like kind of rose to power? I think he just... He, I don't know. If you He's popular be, within his circles. In terms I don't. Of, I don't think you necessarily need to be super rich to, to become. Yeah, but given like his wife, I mean, there's a lot of conflict of interest stuff that goes a on here dollars. too. Like he allowed his wife to lead like a mental health initiative here in the city with for absolutely no results. One point eight billion, I think, was given to her. And I thought it was eight hundred million. There's really no results that come out of it. None come out of it, and not a lot of receipts to show where the money went. And hopefully at some Sketchy. point that gets investigated because especially in a time right now, like they want they're they're looking to uh cut jobs for some of the EMTs here. Yeah. All right, in the middle of a of a public health issue. Yeah. And you're gonna start cutting jobs at EMTs. I mean, if anything's more essential, it's their jobs. Why would they cut those jobs? Because they're the what's, first line before they get to the hospital. But what's the point of cutting those jobs? What's that gonna fucking I don't know. I don't know. That's the last to me, job. To me, every had. mayor, governor, senator, representative in this country should be should be losing their paycheck right now. Yeah. Because if you're expecting all your constituents to be losing their jobs or shutting down their businesses based on your political decisions, no, they're all getting paid. So you should be willing to sacrifice whatever you're making in that your salary. Happen, Not that he needs it, but I know Trump has given up his money. Um, he gives it up every. He gets what, like four hundred thousand a year or some some shit like that. He always gives it to some cause or charity. But yeah, he doesn't need it. I think he's giving it towards like uh, restoring some of the statues that 
I think they could be the money could be spent elsewhere, but yeah, it is what it is. Did uh, Ben? Did you hear a reporter ask Trump if um, he was crusading against satanic pedophiles? Um, in let, me, a, let me tell you a quick story. You're going to the Pizza Gate, the Epstein thing. Comet, Comet Pizza. Oh, Trump met Mar. <laughs> Trump met Epstein and those guys. Like, for I guess they were at his Mar-a-Lago for a while, and then the Epstein guy was hitting on young girls at the club in Mar-a-Lago. So one of the one of the members there told Trump about it. Trump threw him out of that fucking club, banned him from that club. And this was like 15 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever it was. I mean, just 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 think about that. Yeah. Someone else did something like that, and that's. I mean, you got to look at like what he, his position and where he was and what he owned, and. That's a weird thing too, right? Because he gets lumped in. Like, if you watch the documentary, did you watch the Netflix thing on Epstein? Because they show Trump like he's buddies with Epstein, but then you have Clinton who went to the island, like over like 20 some odd times but that doesn't get brought up and he clinton did clinton talk at the dnc thing i think he did yeah but it's like that doesn't get brought up some of the pictures came out recently too of him getting like massages from a blonde girl that was in that that documentary yeah Yeah. older now yeah the same one that was in the pictures with prince andrew yeah yeah I did see those pictures. Um, it's weird, and it's just weird that it doesn't get brought up on that side. Like, also, too, everyone with the Me Too. Like, I mean, four, four out of five news stations are left leaning. You know? that's, that's, that's too much. Yeah. These guys protect, I mean, these major news outlets protect. All right. This is. This I, is I find that they this, protect the Democratic Party. This is a conspiracy mm-hmm. theory that Epstein had this going on for years. And he, he was a broke. Son of a bitch, he had no money, but he recorded and videotaped. So he blackmailed everybody. Blackmailed everybody. And I think he's still alive. He's somewhere in the world that he blackmailed so many people to this day that he's like a red button where like, all right, come after me. So you think he's still alive? Someone reported that they saw him at his island. Someone said that they saw him at the island. What really makes sense here? Like, come on. Like that to me, that's the most. eh, Simple, but it makes a lot of sense. That's probably what's true. And Max right. Maxwell's in uh, really is she in yeah. is she in Brooklyn somewhere? Maxwell in the same place where uh, Epstein was, and supposedly is right. on super high security. But she's got dirt on all kinds of people. Yeah, but I think that Trump and that bar are really like got extra people there watching that that chick. She's done for. They're all done for with that. But honestly, I think all this degenerate shit cuts across both parties. Yeah, I mm. think I think it's people. I agree, with you, but I don't status. think Trump's nearly. There's nothing to do with any of that. But there is a huge part. I, mean, I know. Listen, I know you're Come a Trump on. supporter too, but you really think that? I've on, I've man. heard stories too of like when he was owner of uh, like Miss Teen USA or Miss Miss Universe Teen, and he used to w- walk through the dressing rooms of like these 15, 16 year old girls changing. And I get it. You're the CEO of this, but. Yeah, it's inappropriate. I, I wouldn't that, be walking. Like if story, it was me, I wouldn't be walking I, through a room I feel yeah. like that's with teen girls getting I, dressed. Oh, and he would walk through and say, "Don't worry about me, ladies. I'm just walking." I feel like that's so. It's complete bullshit. I just do. 
I mean, I just, I you have no evidence to support him. that, though, Ben. He's definitely not your saint, I would say. <laughs> no, man. He, oh, listen, what they said about him is like he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke. I tell it how it is, But what man. does he I like mean, to do? I don't like Biden he either. Likes he's, to... a, he's a creepy fuck, too, with yeah. the hair stuff on the little kids. And Honestly, do you get Some of the things he said, like, did you see the recent story he said with that? He was like, yeah, I'm in the pool and my hair, my blonde hairs and my legs are growing and when the about, kids are rubbing the hair, what a weird thing. I didn't say. see that so necessarily, but listen, that's a weird listen, thing gotta, to me, too. Gotta look at somebody's kids, too. If your kids are fucked up, like yeah. Hunter Does Biden, he, nice he, was, he was fucking around with his dead brother's all right, all right, hold on, hold on. Well, Real quick. So yeah. what you kind of character how, is that telling you, you, that you have? Fucking weird Biden's nieces with him, how she grabs his arm and pulls him out. Dude, oh, is that the one that your fucking the niece? Not, you kissed, you kissed her on the lips like multiple times. You should That's not weird. be touching your niece like that. But what I don't understand is why does no one call Biden out on it? Because but there was a lady too who was accusing him of sexual misconduct, and that got buried. No shot for anything. They're just nonsense at this point. Listen, a lot of liberals left, man. Like the traditional liberals, completely different than the liberal now. That's from what I read. Yeah, the the and traditional then, liberal. If you go back 20 years, if you listen to Howard Stern's interview, he was on, uh, I don't know, 60 Minutes or some shit. And he talked, to, he called it the white flight or black flight that whenever black people were in the neighborhood, white his liberal friends would literally get a, a truck in the middle of the night and leave. And he yeah, called, he flight. goes, all my liberal friends, all these liberal people that oh. say, people. Yeah, I did hear that. And he is very, like, he's he's against Trump. But they were very yeah. good friends, supposedly, whatever it is. But he says that about, like... But he was talk- the Stern was talking about when he was a kid, right? That story is when Stern was a kid, right? Growing up in Long Island, he was yeah, saying he, that happened? Said, yeah. yeah. That they, they, they were the only white family not to leave the neighbor because it became all black. And his neighbors would pack in the middle of the fucking night and leave. Like that, that, to me, that's the most hypocritical thing you could do. And you want to save whatever you want to do, help the world, this and that. Like, I'm with all that, man. I, I it's, that's fine with me. I really, I never cared black, gay, white. I never did. Ever since I've been young. And now it matters all of a sudden. Like, you know, I just, it's nonsense to, to when it's. Gotta judge people on character. Yeah. I, I think, We've all known each other pretty young. I don't think we've ever been, any of us ever been like that. So it's just nonsense. It's just like, come on. You're just jumping on the bandwagon type of thing. And then, well, I think, yeah, definitely people get mislabeled as racist or something if they don't like align with a certain way of thinking or if they don't, if they think for themselves. But that's not true. They just, you know, you could think for yourself. You don't have to be a part of something. Doesn't mean yeah. that, you know. This with me or against oh, this, or this against me mentality is just terrible. Yeah, the cancel you, culture thing, like for how about beating that any little mistake that you maybe have done in the last twenty years or something that gets brought back up presently is like, I don't know. To me, it's, it's too much. But someone had it's a good quote. Much. They go, "It'll eat them alive." Like they start it, it's going to eat them alive, which I kind of think is doing. Well, it's also stifling, I think, creativity, you know, and and a lot of just, you know, people are afraid to talk or to do anything because they don't want to say the wrong thing or, you know. And, Silent majority. Yeah. Uh, you know, another thing with like that, I don't know. I, I, 
I truly think that dude is, is not racist at all. I think he actually is. You talking about what Trump I, when you say that, yeah, dude? But I don't think he, I truly, truly don't think he, 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 he gives a shit if you're black, Spanish, Chinese, white. I, I just don't think he gives a fuck. I don't think so either. I mean, you're from New York, man. You know, you do give a shit. He's made his marbles in the entertainment industry. Yeah. I mean, he's been involved hey. with major sporting events like boxing. A lot of black athletes in boxing. He, if you listen, uh, David the, Blaine. Came in. I, I mean, he was good friends with Joe Rivers, who, who was big into fashion, right? She's she's aligned with a lot of uh, the LGBT community. The, I mean, I don't. I really don't think he cares about that stuff. The funniest thing you hear. Even like one of his main mentors was Roy Cohn. And he was uh, uh, a gay guy, right? When when gay was even gay that Jewish big of a guy. big thing, right? Right. So I really don't think he cares about that stuff. And, he, and even in terms of like the black community, I mean, to me, Trump was like probably one of those guys that was like praised by the black community. Hundred percent, man. He ran for office. <laughs> I mean, always mentioned the rap lyrics, things like that. Hell yeah. Uh, he went. He's been on the View and shows like that before. Yeah. He ran for office, hey, and like hey. Whoopi Goldberg was friendly with him and everything, and then. I don't know. All, all of a sudden, he runs for office because of the some of the base that maybe have voted guy, for him based on his views. Now he's, yeah. a, he's a it's guy. weird how that just flipped like that. He went from yeah, uh, pretty you know friendly guy, and now he's all of a sudden like this evil entity just because he he's in politics. It just shows me like people's views are bought at that level. Oh, so I was gonna say Dana White, and then even David Blaine was on Rogan a few days ago. And David Blaine said, goes, I want to do this crazy stunt. He well, he goes to Trump. He tells Trump about it. Trump's like, yeah, no problem. Do it right here. And the UFC, uh, Dana White will never go against him because he goes, the first fight they had was at Trump. At Trump, at the so casino. Trump was the first guy to call me uh, during this, during this, during this. So I just say, and if you, add, if you hear in a lot of interviews, focus on this on interviews, that if you hear them say, so did you ever meet Trump yourself? He was actually he was a very nice guy. Yeah. And then they'll go into a whole other thing. And even Adam, my buddy from NYU, he goes, I go, so he, he doesn't like Trump. His father loves Trump. He goes, I actually did meet Trump when I worked at his catering thing. He was actually very nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, what the fuck is it? What's your problem? Like, it's just a default mechanism, I think. Like, it's going to be like. The, pro- the problem is, is that people just listen to what messages are communicated to them yeah in social media and mainstream media instead of thinking and for themselves kind of yeah and that's how they form their opinion oh you know, and another thing i mean i don't know have you guys seen like the recent interview with him and, and the barstool president dave portnoy oh yeah i saw that uh, was awesome. I mean, oh i, I saw part of it came part across of it. very like down to earth yeah Portnoy, i think even though he's probably more right-leaning republican like he'll ask him tough questions too yeah, but he called he's his just, dad. His dad didn't like Trump and at his all. Dad, his dad doesn't like Trump. Yeah. And Trump is respectful of his dad on the phone. You know? I think he gets more of a bad rap than what he is, you know? I, I you know, I, I try. He's to, not going to be a polished politician, so everything that comes out of his mouth is sometimes going to be, Well, like I think, I said, yeah, stuff. also, too, he's got a lot of people attacking him. And I feel like he's always just got to fight back. Yeah, he's got his yeah. back against the wall. So yeah. you have your back against the wall. You're going to see the worst of a person. Out yeah. Of a person. Think about it. If you have 80 percent of the media coming at you, 80 percent, let's say, is liberal, 20 percent is conservative, which it probably real realistically is, and he's still doing as well as he's doing. That that's that alone shows. The, the one thing doing. I think he should have done is um, that time when the protests were going on outside of the White House, instead of doing like that photo publicity stunt like outside of the church with the Bible, 
Yeah. I thought he was going to go out in the streets, hold hand with a police officer and a protester. I think that would have been a better look for him. I think that's one thing that would definitely I would put as his downside or his um, something that's you know a it critique just like a photo op. It just seemed cheap to me. Yeah, but he's not no, he's not great not. at at uh, trying to unify. That was something like that would have unified people, and I think that would have sent a more positive I message. I would have grabbed hand with a police officer and the protester and said, "Listen, I don't have anything against he- you guys. You guys have the ro- the right to protest. What happened in Minnesota was definitely disgusting." Let's unify as a country. Yeah. When he I think, I think the church? With Hammy, though, he's like, he's too much of a stubborn guy. Right. That he just sticks to what he you'll ne- yeah, you'll never thinks change naturally, and he doesn't want to adapt. And sometimes you have to adapt. You know? Yeah. I think that definitely would have sent a more powerful message. And I think that's, you know, a, a criticism that a lot of people have of him, you know, is that he is stubborn, like you said. And he could do more to bring people together. I think, you know, especially now. I, just, uh, like well, the, I don't think the divisiveness in this country started with him. It started, I think, in the prior administration. Because I don't remember, like, even like, 100%. even with Bush, like, I, I thought he was a terrible president. I thought, but he really I thought wasn't Cheney, divisive, was, Cheney he? was the worst vice president of all time. Right. Um, but well, I don't remember from, this type of divisiveness yeah. when, no, when, they, were office, when no, they were in office. I, I think I, like the racial divisiveness started back up again under I, the prior administration. I remember. And I don't know if it was just because people were feeling salty because a black president was in an office. And I think, you know, I think that's a beautiful part of this country is like a person from that's not white could become the president of this yeah. country. I'm not saying that's, um, this is the reason, but the Shadowgate documentary that I told you, I know Ben, you're, you tuned out of that stuff for a while, but it, what they talk about a lot in that is how people are manipulated with social media and different groups that create divides that are not really there. So if you put people in a room like, or for example, children, they don't know racism. That's something that they're taught. So if you put a bunch of kids in a room, they all just play. They don't know that they're different. Man, you put a bunch of young kids together, they don't yeah. care. So, but that's kind of uh, part of, because the, there's this government program, allegedly, that they could like pinpoint places to have riots and they could send messages to these people's social media accounts. They use their devices to learn about them. And then they yeah. could create an upheaval. Um, and it's just crazy. You know, I'm not saying that that's actually 100% true. I don't know enough about it. I just watch the doc. I mean, you know, I don't believe everything it's I read and watch on a documentary. But I, I don't doubt. I mean, because if you look at all the messages online on social media, I have to tune out of it myself because I'm like, yo, people are not really like this. Like if you just meet people, you generally are just friendly. Like, like oh, it's all these different, you know, um, groups that are people are associating themselves with that are, you know, there's clashing. It's, it's the fringes in this country that are ruining it. You know, in each party. That's what they actually say that. You know, that if you're not willing to sit down and have dialogue with a person that has a different opinion than you, you're part of the problem in this country. Yeah. I, I think that, I remember when uh, Obama got elected. I was on the phone with my dad when he got elected. My dad's like, oh, this is a big time in history. All saying all this shit. I go, all right. It seems all right. Because it was crazy they got elected because I did not think he would win. And honestly, after I think that was eight years, I truly think that son of a gun, son of a bitch was, was extremely divisive. I don't think Trump is nowhere near any of that shit. I don't think Bush was either. I think I truly think that guy was I think, so I divisive. Think, I think they're both they're both divisive. 
but on the opposite side. So. I don't know, man. I think you, like you were saying, like just having a dialogue, like people don't have to agree. And I think just people are afraid to engage with people that have different views, but like you, you like we could sit down and have a beer or whatever and not, have different you know opinions and walk away and not have to hate each other it's like we don't agree on this thing you know it's like it's like personal these days yeah people aren't talking to their own family members because of who you vote for which i think is ridiculous because at the end of the day whether you're an obama supporter or a trump supporter let's be honest these guys at the end of the day don't give a fuck about either of us (laughs) um i'm all for that it's all love. I'm all for sit down, <laughs> have a beer, let's talk about water. Right? Let's talk that it out. Shrooms. Yeah, talk it out. Well, so let's talk about shrooms real quick. Uh, or maybe yeah, not real quick. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so psychedelics. He's not, a, he's not a drug guy. But what about the stocks of it, though? Because it, it's becoming decriminalized in many places. Um, uh, it's being. Was it? It's not a Tesla, but. If you look in the antidepressant, say anxiety medications, all these type of things, those are the probably the most major. They say the biggest epidemic coming up is this whole thing of depression now, and it's newer age. I don't know. Prescri- I think it's prescription pills. It's it's huge. Opioids. Man. I yeah. Think it's, I don't know. It has something to do with maybe technology, social media, all this type of stuff that like instant gratification. I think it probably has something to do with all that. Uh, I think it's going to take a couple, like and the the uh, maps. They just raised thirty million dollars, literally like yesterday or two days, and they they set that goal like sixty days ago, which is a big goal. What was it? Maps. Maps, maps is uh. What is that? How's a multi? I, like, I always forget the name of it. It's the guy that uh, Rick Doblin started like thirty years ago. He started that business, not the business, but hold on, let me see what the maps org. Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Research, I think it is. Okay. And then they're like Tim Ferriss is behind them and all this. So, anyways, they're, they're starting to do studies all over the world with this. They got like, they passed phase three, I think, and FDA approvals. They're going to go to phase four, which is a huge deal, I guess. Huge deal. And that's for MDMA? Uh, MDMA, uh, psilocybin, right? How do you say that? Psilocybin, yeah. Psilocybin, LSD, all of them. But they specifically focus on MDMA. But then you got a bunch of other companies that focus on everything else. Uh, I think you got to give it a few years. And I think they're going to be absolutely huge. Like the way he's talking, he goes, we'll we'll see. And you'll see a maps place to go in there, go on a little trip and leave like oh so that's the place that's in there's one in new york right there's one there's a place in new york where you could take mdma somewhere in, i believe in no, Manhattan. Like you, you can do ketamine or ketamine legal yeah, maybe ketamine. But the problem with ketamine is that so if you're going to do mdma you're going to do uh mushrooms you can do whatever they have you have sessions where you're gonna you're gonna talk about doing it then you talk after you do it Ketamine is just kind of like you just do it. They say that, and then the, the Doblin guy was saying that that's a problem. Like you can't just do that. You have to kind of learn from. Well, ketamine is a tranquilizer, isn't it? 
because when I was growing up, the kids would talk about ketamine is supposed to be a horse tranquilizer. And if you yeah. took too much, you'd be in like what they call the K-hole. You'd just basically be like comatose yeah. on the couch. Yeah. Buddy of mine, this nut job, did ketamine, mushrooms, and MDMA all at the same time. That doesn't sound smart. Never do it again. It, it, <laughs> to hear the story is kind of hilarious. Uh, but all this together is nuts. But the, the How's he doing now? He's fine. You know him. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> He's all right. Uh, but, you know, they, so they say that the ketamine is a problem because you just do it and they kind of almost tell you to avoid what you see. Avoid these spiritual shit you see in this and that and the meaning. Like, is it just more of a, what's going on in your brain and the, 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 the chemistry in your brain as opposed to a few other things like, which uh, I think. Uh, you guys listen to like the Tyson, Mike Tyson podcast? I, mm. I don't. I haven't listened the to it. Yeah, 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 he talks about the DMT. Well, dude, code. I'm convinced. It's like code venom. Code venom? Okay. And supposedly it brings you to like such like a dude. ulterior state. Yeah. That I'm, you probably Have you seen Mike Tyson though from, from this, in the past but couple of years? I'm not big into like mind-altering drugs. I feel not at like, all, but one day. <laughs> I mean, unless you're like, uh-huh. you're like an artist or something like that. One day. I mean, it's probably not worth it. Have you seen? Huh? Have you seen Mike Tyson in the past couple of years, as opposed to say five years? He's, in my opinion, ten times better. Yeah, but he's the motherfucker is training like he's gonna fight like McGregor tomorrow. But you think that's because he's I mean, taking DMT no, or I, I, mushrooms? I, I think you have to have like that extreme type of personality. Like, all right, so they talk about they ayahuasca. Like, uh, they say that's very serious. Like, you can't just. Fucking go in the woods and take that shit. Yeah, like, there's a place here supposedly where you could do it. Never came back. That type of thing, and I, I, I think that's true. But I do think it's helped a tremendous amount of people. But it's just like how you do it. It's very. Yeah, but there's some people that take that careful. shit and they go off the reservation. Oh like, yeah, there's that's, like that. That's I watched. You hear that story about like that porn star guy, Nacho Vidal. He took it <laughs> and like he wanted to fucking like. Killing somebody or something like that. Oh God! Well, but I you know it's for, for stories like that too. Some places they have like a shaman that then they play music and they have a whole ceremony and Initially, you're supposed to like if the if you're bugging out the shaman's supposed to like you know bring like help you chill out. Yeah, so I think they were making a lot of money off say Americans or whatever with this ayahuasca shit that they didn't get, they didn't screen for nothing. If you have you know, this mental health disorder, this one, this one, this one. They didn't give a fuck. You're paying two grand to be there, this and that. You know, you shouldn't do that. It, it's 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 set for certain people to do. Okay? That's it. And then that's... So I think that's a problem with it. If, you're, if you don't have those issues, I think it's probably... could be a good thing. But with the mushrooms, MDMA, all this type of stuff, it will be... The way it's going... Give it, I don't know, five years, seven years. Well, I don't know if you said we're, this already, we're, but the we're, FDA. Where it will replace, I yeah. think, antidepressants, anti anxiety. I think it will replace a lot of them. Well, I they gave really it breakthrough status. Like the FDA gave it breakthrough status for depression treatment. That's the statuses they've been getting breakthrough on. All this shit is is like unheard of. So it's like it's like a renaissance so to get what they're getting is unheard of. This guy been working at this for thirty one years or whatever it is. It's, it's you know, I think what gets you out incredible. of depression is having a, a good woman that supports you and being 
financially strong. I think if you've got both of those things in your life, you're okay. Yeah. I think that definitely helps. You need anything else. I mean, well, if you eat well, because listen, drinking too, drinking is something that's mind altering. It makes you feel good for the moment, right? But if you do too much of it, a couple of days afterwards, you're going to have the fucking hate me. I need to meet meet a good woman. (laughs) That's what I need to do. Yes. Yeah. And then, I, I, yeah, I think that for, for most people that'll work. I think some people are really suicidal and they need some serious help like right away, you know, and, and, and for some and people a more if severe. Born, yeah. Or if you're born with some sort of a, you know, I read mental issue like that. Then yeah. yeah. Um, I read like, uh, people, like people that are bipolar and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, that's something born with. But, like there's nothing. All right. How about this? Nothing that's going to be able to help you other than. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How about yeah. this story? This girl by accident took like 500 hits of LSD. Oh, shit. I think she was completely bipolar. Woke up. She walks her dad. She goes, Dad, I'm fine. She never had another problem again. It was by accident, though. I think yeah, it was so bipolar. Maybe, yeah, so maybe, it, was maybe it was something very serious that she was expecting to live uh, for the rest of her life. So my thought is like, listen. Be careful with it. Be smart with it. It's guided. I think the potential is off the charts. I think that. I think if you don't have issues, if you don't have issues, probably not a smart thing to do. But maybe if you do have issues, and there's probably some experimenting that may work. Say with uh, marijuana. I'm convinced. Like I'm, I'm happy marijuana's legal, but I think marijuana should be started at a certain age. Uh, the problem with like, marijuana is I think it's like a gateway to other more serious. No, I don't think so. I think at a later age, it don't bother you. If you don't have the uh, self-control. Yeah, I think the the, prescri- the uh, pharmaceutical companies definitely have a vested interest in selling people pills. And, okay, and exactly. they make up, I don't want to say they make up different things, but they, they want you to take pills. So a lot of their, I think their guidelines of what you have to take a pill, like someone goes to the doctor and say, you know, I'm not really feeling myself. I have low energy. I feel kind of lethargic. And the doctor's like, well, maybe you have depression. I'm going to write you this, to, to, you know, uh, antidepressant script. That's oh. not good. And I realize, like you're saying, like if you exercise right and you get some other shit in your life in order, then you don't have to take the pills. But obviously... Um, you know, and that that you know varies on on the severity of what you're feeling and what you're going through. But um, yeah, there's a big push from you know doctors and pharmaceutical companies. Not, not I'm not saying doctors are bad, but you know I think some of them get incentives right to prescribe a lot of those pills. Oh, definitely. 100% that I think most a good amount of doctors are good. They're not there to hurt you. And I think even the pharmaceutical companies, I think it's so broken up into their positions that they're not there to hurt you either. But you probably take a couple of top guys that are there, like, oh, we need to make this money, we need this. That they don't give a shit. They take, they'll mix it up to make as much money as possible. With that said, I think they can't avoid this. I think that it's going to happen regardless, with them or without them. You think uh, fucking Ford wants Tesla to come around with electric? No. It doesn't matter what the fuck they want. It matters what Tesla does. You know, in the meantime, I kind of think the same thing with the psychedelics. I think it's going to be a huge business. I'm buying, say, certain stocks and all those businesses. They'll get bought up by the huge companies. So can you talk about just quickly uh, who are some of the top ones that people should check out? 
I like Mind Med because that Irish fucker's on there from uh, Shark Tank. He's an investor. Mind Med, he's a smart dude. I like that dude. I had to watch a bunch of videos. Then they have another one uh, with a German lady. So there's a lot of just cars right now? Auto industry? No, no, no. Uh, the pharmaceutical. Oh. Mind Med's one. And there's. There's. Uh, uh, there's uh, I'll tell you. CRISPR. They're into like uh, gene. Gene technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll um, be huge. Uh, I think I think Moderna is probably a good one just because Fauci's behind it, and there's probably going to be a governmental push. Do you think that's it's good? That's a safe bet. Like even if the trials don't work out, I know a lot of people are, are buying Moderna right now, um, and yeah, there's so, a big potential for it to go up. I think as long as Fauci's around. I don't around. like this short-term shit. I don't like this. Like what you're talking about. Like all right. Based on what's going on in the world right now, I mean, but ph- pharmaceuticals is always short term, right? Because they're always going to have like a star product, and then they're always going to have a product that you know maybe doesn't maybe doesn't uh, pass trials and stuff like that. So, I guess in, in general, I think I just like long term shit. I try to stay away from. I'm not long term on ph- pharmaceuticals. Um, I think some of like the companies that make like. PPE equipment and stuff like that, like, yeah, like Alpha Protect, AP, APT. That's so technical. I, think good. I, I just can't get into that. Um, to me, it's so technical. That's so short term. It bothers me. I mean, me. I think you have to look. To me, you have to look at some of like technologies that are probably going to like break into the mainstream in the next five years, and that's going to be like which one? Five oh. G and cloud computing. And he loves all this shit, man. He's, that he's, type of he's, stuff. He's the guy for the short so like term. Let's 5G, go. like companies like it's Qual- not my, it's not Qualcomm, my NVIDIA, um, AMD. Um, what else? Cloud computing. What's some of the companies that like? Maybe like a data dog, companies like that. Have you seen these guns? <laughs> <laughs> you hitting the gym, man? You. I just, I just been running five miles a day for the past six weeks, seven weeks. This guy's looking like a stud. I don't know if you've got three podcasts with him. Oh, uh, the last podcast we did was so much fun, man. We talked about UFOs. Yeah, oh, God. We drank like 10 bottles of wine. UFOs. What do you think about the government? Uh... I have that on my list here. That's big, man. Yeah, they, they admitted, right, that they have crashed craft? Yeah. Which I feel like that did not get any attention with all the shit that's going on. Real quick, let me cut you off. Did you watch that Bob Lazar thing on Netflix? I did. Watch it, right? I did watch it. Right. As long as you watch it, take it. <laughs> he just asked me that and then he left. Um, yeah, I watched the Bob Lazar thing, but it, I, basically they're just confirming everything that guy said that uh, they had these craft and. They he was talking about this different technology for your hands and shit, and people were saying that he was out of his mind, and it turns out that he was actually on point with all that stuff, which is really crazy. Is this with like Area Fifty One or another? Crash? He worked at I don't know if it was exactly Area Fifty One. Ben will probably know, uh, but he worked somewhere in that area, and supposedly like he would go out with his, they would test drive these crafts. And they learned how to pilot them, and he would go out with a certain group of close friends and watch them fly them at night at a certain time, and be, various people like confirm that they did that. And then at some point, he—I um, don't know if he just left or he got fired or something—but he 
was talking about it and then he was um he had told a few people but he was afraid that he they were going to come after him so he started going public so right ben that's ultimately accurate right he he, he came public to save his ass basically yeah pretty much everything he said even if you look at the videos like like uh how ufo flies he said that they'll fly in a 45 degree angle because of this supposed gravitational thing they had in front of them. It kind of deadens everything in front of them that they have to like turn down and then they fly forward. So mm -hmm. if you see a lot of UFOs, they always fly. So a lot of the shit he said was like all true. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's coming out day by day with this shit. Well, yeah, the, yeah they have now the, uh, I think it I'm not sure if it's, I think it's the Navy. They have a UFO investigation program. Um, the, the, some defense department is investigating them and, you know, it's, uh, you know, that guy from Blink-182, um, he started the, the yeah. to the stars Academy. They were started posting a lot of things, but he was saying, even when he started his thing, that it was kind of to prep people for them to make an announcement that there's some, they have yeah, craft yeah. and possibly bodies alien bodies Supposedly they released like literally a few weeks ago that this is true that was true all this type of stuff so i, I think uh i don't know they say it's like uh free i'm sure there's something out there 100 percent. yeah it's um definitely it would seem probable that there is with all the planets out you know in the fucking universe that somewhere but it, there's also some guy from the Russian uh, Russian astronaut just released video of five alien spacecraft he took from the International Space Station. It's just like more of these videos are just coming out. Did you watch the Rogan one with the captain? There's a bunch of them. They're fucking awesome. Nah, That's why Rogan's blowing up, man, because the alien shit. Forget everything else. He did Bob Lazar. He did the captain of that thing. He did. Oh, like that's a, what I wanted to talk to you about. But uh, he had Blaine on David Blaine on recently because he, David Blaine's fucking flying over New York City with a bunch of balloons. Huh? Do you hear about David Blaine? His upcoming thing where he's going to fly over New York City holding on to balloons. My brother-in-law said to me, "What's awesome?" It's called Ascension. Um, but yeah, that's I, I didn't know that he was on Rogan, but uh, yeah, he's just going to hold on to like however many balloons and fly across no like regular balloons like helium balloons oh fuck is that gonna i don't know but he's gonna start in new jersey and he's gonna fly over the whole city and land i don't know somewhere i'm not sure where he's gonna land die <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he's gonna land in the hudson river probably that guy's goal to die in here i mean Houdini, right? Then Houdini died. Like it was a good podcast. Listen, it's fucking. It was, he, I, I like, I like that Blaine dude. I watched the thing on him too. He watched this old magician that would drink kerosene. He would drink water first, like gallons of water, then drink kerosene, and then drink water again or some shit. And he would be able to spew up the water like hours later, and then spew out the kerosene to ignite fires. It was fucking crazy. He, he the guy's a freak of nature, man. But he disappeared for a good amount of years. That fucker. Yeah. Uh, Blaine had he hadn't done a trick in what ten years. Well, he would do the street magic where he would just walk around. He'd go to like the hood and just uh, like, like the middle of the night and do magic tricks. You ever watch Blaine with like uh, what 
you ever see one of the guys make fun of him? They do the whole skit. Oh, where, uh, Saturday Night Live? Uh, I'll send it to you. But All right, guys. What do you think? Is there anything I else feel- we needed to touch on? Did we hit on most of the things, subjects that we had here? How many hours are we at? We're approaching two. Approaching two. Uh, one hour and 50 minutes. Two hours. How many minutes? <laughs> you want to do another 10 minutes? All right. I'll tell you what. I'll let you be the host for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> we got 10 more minutes. So two hours. We got to hit two hours, bro. Do it. And Mikey came over and I was like, Mikey, we're doing a podcast. He's like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was this like, guy was getting me nervous. At, uh, I <laughs> 9 p.m. Yeah, we got nine minutes left. We're going to do a podcast. All right. Let's fill the last nine minutes with something awesome. <laughs> what do we got to talk about in the last nine minutes? What's what going on in Cali right now? What's, yeah. what's the deal? Tell us that. Um, I mean, there's fires, but they're not close to us. Uh, it's been pretty cloudy out today, which usually is, you know, that in the summertime, it's never really cloudy here. So I'm not sure if it's actual clouds or if it's the smoke from the fires, but we don't smell uh, smoke. So I'm not sure. If it's are you that. in LA? Where exactly are you? Yeah, we're in LA. We're in LA. But it's supposedly there's some fires in Malibu, which is, um, you know, not super close, but you know, close. sometimes you could smell, you could smell the the fires because they're so severe, you know. Um, but outside of that, I mean, it's just everything's still pretty much closed, man. They had opened things up and then they pulled back the restrictions, and yeah. uh, you know, it kind of looks bizarre just walking around the streets i'm sure the same in new york with everyone just with the masks on it just kind of feels like fucking like a bad movie or something yeah are the, are the beaches still closed they opened up the beaches as far as i know um we last time we went to the beach we went to huntington beach which is south and they're a little bit more the beach free tomorrow. going down there what's that we're going to the beach tomorrow nice nice After we get wasted tomorrow. old school field four Jones Beach. Nice. <laughs> Good shit. You go like this. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I remember the last time I went to the beach with Ben, we had a styrofoam cooler with all our beer in it, and he tried to sit on it and destroyed the whole thing. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> I think multiple times. Not a good look. Not a good look. Um, what about, as we're, I guess we're, we're trying to push for two hours, what about vaccines? Would you get vaccinated? No. What if it was mandatory to get vaccinated? Let, let Congress take it first, and then we Fuck can take that. it. <laughs> Would you get vaccinated? No way, man. I don't no. want to be that initial initial wave. Think about it. But unfortunately, I think they're going to force a lot of kids. Fuck that. Yeah, no, I, take I, don't, shit. I don't know about that. I, 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 if I God help kids, there's no fucking way I'm going to get vaccinated. You let your kids get vaccinated I mean, right now? They already take vaccines, other vaccines. Yeah, but those have been around for a while. Yeah, I wouldn't want them to take this initial wave. So they say autism, like if you want to take the whole autism debate, they say it's the the repetition of how fast you give all these different vaccines that fucks the kid up. It's like about more you got to more space them out and the kid's okay. That supposedly like what they say is is the problem. 
knows, man? We're not, no we're not fucking talking, way, we're not, man. We're not doctors, taking a vaccine. Yeah. Supposedly, some Harvard oh, professor came out and said that it's constitutional for them to enforce a mandatory vaccine. But I think that that would be there would be tremendous um, uh, resistance for that. And I said, because I, we didn't really talk about like Bill Gates and the whole conspiracy to vaccinate people and implant them with chips. That's a whole other thing. But if they made it uh, mandatory you- to fly, then I would. I think we would move back to New York because we go back to see family about three times a year. So I'm not going to get a vaccination to take to fly on an airplane. Um, you get it. You're not going to live long. Just going to drive in your car and go cross country. You're going to get sick. Twenty years. You're going to get sick ten years from now. I don't give a fuck if it's three years, six years. Uh, they don't have the time or the intelligence or anything to develop something. I'm not a big fan of pharmaceuticals. Especially if it's something man-made. That whole thing is man-made. It's not, it's not caused by nature. I, so, yeah, get I mean, the fuck I out think of for the most part, like, your immune system is built. No way, to man. To protect you from, from things. No yeah. way. So outside no of way. taking, like, maybe Tylenol every once in a while for a headache. Get out of here. Any, every other pharmaceutical. Unless you have, like, a, an extreme issue, like you have seizures or... You're bipolar or something. You shouldn't pay me to take a vaccine. Be, you shouldn't be taking yeah. that shit. I don't think I've ever taken a vaccine. You have a fucking back pain. You shouldn't be taking. Uh, the fuck out of You should take nothing. Nothing should you take. It's only gonna mask the pain. It's not gonna really help you in the long term. What? Maybe rabies vaccine. What? What other vaccine have they maybe mastered over fifty years? You think they mastered this over? Well, so, they had like polio what? vaccine, and, you oh, know, and fuck. things like that. Where they? How long is polio though? How long has polio been around? Right. Right. But that's what I, this to me doesn't like when at first everything started to happen, I was very, you know, like cautious because I didn't, nobody knew what was happening. But now that we understand it a little bit more, I I wouldn't get vaccinated for this because honestly, I haven't been tested, but there's a good chance I probably had it at some point. You know, I live in a big city and like, you know, there's, I'm around people. So, you know, it's not, it's a real virus. No. I think the numbers are padded. No, it hits people. The numbers are but padded. But it's man-made. It was put here to destroy uh, the economy in America. And so far, it's working. I mean, I think definitely foreign nations are... 100%. Especially communist Like, China. if you think the most logistical, logical there. way, the guys say the markers are all man-made bullshit. In no fucking way. This is a real virus. <laughs> okay. All right, we hit the two-hour mark, so we're gonna wrap up, and, and okay. you guys are gonna hang out, and we'll just uh, bullshit for a little bit. Um, when I'm gonna just pull the plug on the on the recording. All right, all right, so hang tight. Peace out, Transmodians.